Smith, welcome in. It is the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. It is also brought to you by Sport Clips. Darren, you warned me earlier this week, get into a Sport Clips while you still can. I snuck in. I was one of the final customers um, to my local Sport Clips. Got the haircut. I feel like I'm ready to go in case we're shut down for the next, you know, let's say the rest of the USL season, like through September into October. I'm hoping this haircut will ride me all the way through to the fall. Yeah, I went in and uh, had a strategy of cut it as short as possible because, unfortunately, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back in here. So let's go uh, pretty high and tight up on the side so it'll last a little while. I got a little bit of value, totally worth the wait. So, Jordan, uh, we are ready to roll this week. We're getting set for the USL restart. I'm pretty stoked that we're going to see San Diego Loyal back out at home at Torero Stadium on Sunday night at 7 p.m. We're going to recap our weekend from this previous weekend where we were out at Stone Brewing. Hopefully a lot of our listeners joined us on Facebook Live, but we're pretty stoked. Came home with three points from Salt Lake City and ready to do it again on Sunday night against Los Dos LA Galaxy 2. Yeah, Darren, we had a lot of fun. So we broadcasted live from Stone Liberty Station before the match. We had the pre-match show. We had the post-match show as well. Uh, we had a lot of fun because obviously coming off a win, there's plenty to discuss. And I think today's guest is the perfect guest for today's podcast. Uh, he is an assistant coach for San Diego Loyal. It is the first time we've had him on the podcast, so I'm very excited for this conversation. He is Nate Miller, and uh, he's getting a lot of run on social media this week. He was an expert scout over the weekend, uh, designing the, the, the scoring play for San Diego Loyal. It was the difference. Uh, plenty to discuss with Nate Miller, who joins us right now. Uh, Coach, we'll start with the, the start for SD Loyal. Landon Donovan said before the season he wanted seven to nine points in the first three matches. You guys have seven out of nine to start. What do you think so far out of the first three? Yeah, good to be with you guys, first of all. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you, we did seven points, which is which was what Landon brought forth to the group. Uh, it took us four months, but it still only took us three games, so... Uh, yeah, successful so far. The schedule changed in the midst of those seven points. So, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a 2020 that's for sure, but, um, off to a good start as far as points go. Um, and now it's instead of a marathon of a season, it's a sprint. So things have changed a little bit. This has been wild. You've been around soccer for many years, Nate. I don't know that you can put into words in just a couple of sentences, what it's been like, you're rushing to the, to the starting block hearing the pistol go off, and then all of a sudden, hold on, time out, let's take a break. Four months later, you're back. It's in a totally different structure. You're in groups. I mean, this is, this is going to be an interesting chapter in your book someday. Man, it's been, it's been something. I think, um, I think as a group, we've benefited from just not, almost fo not following the storylines too closely. Just, you know, we know we can't do anything about it. So we're just trying to remain positive every day. And we, we kind of took it easy on the guys when we, when we kind of early on thought it was going to be a long haul. And so I'm um, trying not to go with the ups and downs of the schedule. And I mean, even our group was announced to us like three different ways. Like at one point it was one group and then suddenly Phoenix was in our group the day before it was announced. And so all this different stuff. And so a lot of different scouting and now it's going to be interesting, right? It's uh, it's like a world cup style you're going to get to know your opponent really well. So it's been hard in some, in some instances, but I think because of the club, because of the players, um, Landon's leadership, I think this time has been all things considering, you know, okay. I think there's a lot of people suffering a lot worse than us, you know? 
Coach, you, you bring up knowing about the other clubs and one of the big talking points from Saturday's win in Utah against the defending champions in USL is the corner kick goal. And there's video footage. SD Loyal put it out on social media this week of you I mean, drawing up or at least pointing to the fact that if you create some chaos in the box, there might be some inexperience there that could lead to a goal. And that's exactly what happened. And it did not take very long at all for it to happen. It happened within the first 20 minutes. Take us behind the scenes there. What did you see? And uh, how did you see it actually develop out there on the side of the field? Yeah, Ryan Young, our videographer and, and social media guy, does an amazing job, I think, getting behind the scenes. And Landon's been really open to having people there, and he's just really sharp at what he does. So I think it's probably exciting for supporters to see some things. Um, but, you know, social media is social media, and it can, it can you know, you, you take one snippet, and then everyone tries to extrapolate, like, a lot from it. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's the player's game, and um, Jack delivered a great ball, and the players, everyone positioning on the goal was was really fantastic. And obviously, Stoney, um, made a great play on the ball. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways we, we felt like we could attack them, but we just gave them the best structure we thought on the day. Um, and the players executed it, you know, um, we have a really good mismatch in the box typically in most games with Joe. Um, so you can do a lot with that, or you can, uh, show the opponent you're going to do a lot with that and not do a lot with that. So, so there's a lot you can go from there. Um, we felt like on the day, um, against Salt Lake, that was going to be a big weapon just because of their personnel. And they had a goalkeeper that it was going to be his first professional start. Um, so you never know, you know, some, some days you plan stuff that just the game doesn't really play out exactly how you think it does. And other, other game, other times it does, but, um, yeah, I think the key was the delivery from Jack. And then obviously all the players working hard on the set plays throughout the week and really throughout like the first four months together. What I liked about the uh, the clip that was put out on social media, Nate, was that you know it, it was sort of like a bikini in that it showed us, but it didn't show us everything because <laughs> there was this censored band right across the six. So I wonder, I was thinking to myself, huh, I don't know if that came from Nate, from Landon, from Ryan himself. I, I'm, I'm now more intrigued than, than I was before to find out what was under the bikini there in that video. <laughs> yeah, that's Ryan just saying, like, you know, we, we look, we've told Ryan, like, okay, you have access, but, you know, don't go too far. <laughs> and so he kind of knows, like, if he wants to keep going, he's going to have to create his own boundaries. <laughs> and if he ever kind of crosses it, then he probably knows he'll be banished. So he's got to be a good boy, you know, so. So, um, you know, he showed a lot there and I think that our team is comfortable. Yeah. I think everyone coming to this club knew that there was, you know, just with Landon being involved, like you're going to, there's just going to be cameras and you're just going to have to like, just be yourself. And but Ryan is really good at like reading the room every day and just kind of, he's very socially aware. So he kind of gets it. Um, but yeah, is I think, I think in this day and age, I think the content of what people want to see is a bit more like people want less sanitized content, you know, they want just like what's real. I think that that's really key to our society and just really the generation that follows soccer right now. It's a bit more, I would say, you know, intelligent as far as the soccer side that maybe we've seen in previous, previously in our country. And so they want that stuff. And so um, now sometimes that stuff is going to, you know, maybe people extrapolate things that aren't true from it, but it's okay. And we just, um, you know, I think it's, our, you know, we always want, our chairman wants to make sure that our fans are very, very involved. And this is, I think, another way to do that. Coach, you kind of made it look easy so far to start. You have two wins on your two road matches. You get a point to start at home against Vegas. And what was it a very emotional match? 
I don't think getting three points over the weekend was easy at all. I, don't, I think that was actually a very difficult task for you guys to travel, to fly, to go to a hotel during everything that's going on. Um, it feels good to get the three points, but can you talk us through like how difficult of a weekend really was that for you guys to come home with all three? Yeah, it was like, it's hard to explain how challenging it is to go from, you know, we tried to, to train at one, so we trained at one o'clock all week in the, in the middle of the heat in Chula to try to get used to it. But, you know, 5,000 feet of altitude in a 2 p.m. kickoff because of TV on the field, it was over a hundred in the sun up in altitude and it was suffocating. It was very, very challenging for the players. Um, like it was hard to describe and warm up like how hot that was. Um, and so on a massive pitch on your first game back. So it was really like a huge challenge. Um, I think the players, you know, we were preparing them all week. Like this is going to be very, very hard. Like they, they were, they went into the game understanding how challenging it was going to be. Um, and so I think, you know, I, I was impressed, surprised, just overall very proud of, of the players because um, we had someone like, you know, Carlos, Carlos Alvarez go 90 minutes and just put in, I mean, an amazing shift in really hard conditions. And he had something in the tank afterwards. So to be able to make good decisions there in the last five minutes with our subs and the guys that came in and to see the game out, like it was exceptional. Um, the players did an amazing job because we couldn't, you know, if you were watching on TV, you probably sensed like this tempo of the game was slow. Um, and it's not typically the tempo we want to play at, but like it was, it would be impossible to play at a really fast tempo like that. So um, I think the players did a really good job of making great decisions throughout the match and slowing the game down and then speeding it up in the right moment when we, when we broke their midfield line. So overall, we thought we should have sc scored a lot more goals. We also got a little bit fortunate. They should have scored some goals. So the, the expected goals in that game far outweighed the one nil score line. But overall, I thought it was fair. And um, look, we haven't really played great yet, to be honest, and have seven points. So we played one poor match and then one pretty good match and then one really solid match. And we haven't like really been what we th I think we can be and we have seven points so we'll take it yeah when you talk about what you can be I'm going to go digging around in the archives because uh, looking up a, a little of background on Nate Miller uh, I had a, a quote here that I jotted down you had said in a previous stop Lansing that uh, we want to be the team with the identity and I would imagine that that's not a philosophy just for a previous stop but that's also a philosophy you're taking with you here to Loyal. Uh, if you could, just what does that mean and, and what sort of identity are you are you creating here in San Diego? Yeah, it's a great question. So that's kind of like one of the key questions throughout the long process of me deciding to come here because, um, yeah, I haven't been a number two. And so working with Landon, seeing how our visions like collided and make, and he has a great leadership style. And I think that he really wanted to be a team that had an identity and not just be like another generic run-of-the-mill USL team that rolls out in the field and is playing 4-4-2 and just kind of like goes through it and scores some goals and has good weeks and bad weeks. And so for me, that's really important in, in my coaching is not to just to, is to create a team. It starts with like the city and the supporters. So when our supporters come to watch a match that they're like, even if you don't know a lot about football that you are like, taken back by it and really excited by it and say, I want to come back to that. And so I think you have to, to be really relevant, to be special, to, to like capture like the heart of a city, you need to have something unique to offer. And so that it starts with that. And then when you come back from that and how do you get there, it's a long, long process of creating 
such a strong identity of, of how you play. So f- for me and for us now at, at, at Loyal under Landon, it is a team that, you know, is the proactive team, the team that is the, the team trying to dominate every phase of the game. So how we press is kind of a symbol of that, how quickly we want to get the ball back. Uh, it was very hard to do that in our first game up at Salt Lake. So you have to, you have to be intelligent. You have to understand tactics on the day. Um, and then a team that dominates the ball, but in a very attack minded way and a team that's always trying to you know, score as many goals as possible. You know, we don't want to be a cagey team. We want to be a proactive, exciting team to watch. And so without getting into all like the, the nerdy details about it or the, like the, the soccer lingo and all that, but you know, our game model wants to be something that is just dominant with and without the ball. That's aggressive. Um, that's always on the front foot. And I don't want to like start going at, at cliches, but we want it to be something when teams watch us play, like they can feel like they're a part of it and they can feel like when they come to the stadium, they know what they're going to see. They know the type of work rate a team is going to bring. Um, so I think that's, that's important to us. Um, and I think it's fun to do it for me with, um, you know, under the leadership of Landon and then in a, such a great city like San Diego, which is probably a bigger market than normal USL teams would be in. Coach, I think that was really, really well said. And you, you bring up the fans as being a part of the, a small part of the equation, a big part of the equation. The part of that equation is taken out this weekend. Um, you get back to Torero Stadium Sunday night, no fans in attendance, but against Los Dos, Galaxy 2. What have you seen um, from your scouting expertise so far as you prepare to see a team that you're going to see several times before the end of this season? Yeah, that's a good question. It's an interesting one, right? Because we actually, people probably don't know this, we played them in our last exhibition. Like, so right before we played Salt Lake that Saturday, we played Los Dos um, up in LA. So, so we went there behind closed doors and had a friendly because we just couldn't play friendlies. Like we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't host anyone at the training center. So we played them. <laughs> so we just played them. And so, and then like right after we played them, we found out that we were going to be playing them like all the time. So that was great. Uh, but <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, and then watching them play against Phoenix. I mean, obviously Phoenix is so dominant. So there's that, but um, we know what type of team they're going to be um, because, you know, they, they do have a clear identity. They, they play younger guys and um, they're going to, in our friendly against them, they pressed us very high. They are a team that wants to dominate the ball. So I think it's going to be a much different watch than the Salt Lake game. I think it's going to be two teams aggressively trying to hunt the ball back close to the opponent's goal. It's going to be two teams trying to break the opponent down with more speed than you saw against um, Salt Lake. And so for us, I think that there are some key areas where we, we think we have an advantage. And I think set plays might be another one to be fair. Um, but they are, well, they're a team that scores a lot. Like they have really high potential to score a lot of goals. They have some very good young talented players, but they can also concede. Um, so it's really going to be us, you know, pedal to the metal on Saturday, really trying to put the, take the game to them. Um, and we're going to need to improve from how we tried to approach the game against Vegas. Um, it was very emotional and the players, you know, I think it was just, just a big, big night that kind of got to them. So it'll be different behind closed doors for sure. But um, I just don't think there's any team in our league that you can take lightly. And especially in our little mini pod, if you want to call it, I think it's a very, very difficult group. So then just real quick as a, as a follow-up to that, because you brought it up a little bit with Monarchs that, you know, their keeper was making his first professional start. If I counted correctly, Los Dos had four players make the professional start against Phoenix, not start, but they debuted. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. So as somebody scouting that, uh, where does the information come from? Does it come from your friendly? Does it come from just what you've seen? Or is there some sort of a knowledge about these players who, who debuted professionally? Yeah, those new guys are tough. It's a good question. It's tough to scout. So, I mean, you can go on Instat, Y Scout and just watch, but sometimes they're in youth games. And um, But just because you don't know the guy does not mean he's not super talented. So, for example, like Cameron Dunbar just started for LA Galaxy, the first team, um, this week. And he 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 played for Los Dos all year. And, like, some of these guys are extremely talented. You just don't know about them yet. Um, but in a year or two, everyone knows about them. And so – uh, some of their young guys that people don't know about actually are some of their most talented players. They're just young, um, but they're future MLS players. So a lot of it is, you know, in our friendly against them, we did get to see them, you know, a lot of those guys. So when it comes to LA, we know them better, those young guys better than most opponents. Um, and also just being in Southern California, a player who's playing for LA Galaxy who's a young player, it's um, you're usually one phone call away from having a lot of information. Hmm. Right. Coach, we uh, we look forward to being back at Torero Stadium this Sunday. A little bit late, late kickoff Sunday night underneath the lights. Darren and I will be there pitch side with the pre-match show, the post-match show. Uh, we look forward to seeing you this weekend, and we look forward to seeing SB Loyal just back in action and continuing the success that they've had to start. Yeah, I'll be fun. Thanks for the coverage, guys. Appreciate you. All right, there he is, Darren. Nate Miller, an assistant coach with San Diego Loyal. Underneath, Landon Donovan coming down. He was the head coach last year, led a USL championship one side to a second-place finish, made it to the playoffs all, all the way to the semis, and then takes a job with Landon Donovan with a new club in San Diego Loyal, and he seems to be very happy here. Yeah, good mix of, of some, as he called it, some nerdy soccer talk and also some big-picture for what it is that the club is all about. So, you know, absolutely crush that. That was, uh, it was great. And uh, looking forward to seeing what it looks like this weekend. I'm glad that he explained that also, because I was wondering how in the world you're going to do any sort of scouting on players that have never played professionally, given what we just saw this past weekend and what we're expecting upcoming this weekend. So that was, uh, that was really good. That was really, really good stuff. I'm glad we had a chance to get that done. And plus, we did it on a Zoom call, so we got to see what was going on in Nate Miller's background. He has a beautiful scarf collection, which we both were a little bit envious of. Uh, absolutely. Um, one question I wish I did ask that I did not ask was his opinion on VAR. Does he want instant replay in USL? Just curious. So just... We'll, we'll wait for Loyal to be on the, uh, the, the business end of that, and then we'll ask. So we'll get a much different answer. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It feels like people's opinions may change just based on how it impacts their specific club. There's no just steady answer. It's just, eh, it depends how it works out in my favor. I mean, um, but we talked about it on the post game last week and, and like I'm for goal line, but I didn't mind not having a couple of interruptions where, you know, the referee's got his finger in his ear and we were looking up and like, I didn't mind it. I thought it had had good flow. And I'm not just saying that because we're being homers, but uh, I think ultimately getting it right, especially in pivotal matches, is probably going to outweigh my own personal desire to sit and have a nice, timely two-hour experience in front of the television. So, uh, Jordan, excited. We get back to doing what we love doing here, Sunday night, 6.30. Let's tell the peeps what we got going on. Yeah, so Darren and I will be doing the pre-match show and the post-match show from Torero Stadium. Um, if you guys remember, I don't know if anyone happened to see pictures of where Darren and I were in the very first match against Las Vegas. We were right in the corner um, underneath the scoreboard on the far side, and that's exactly what I'm told. That's exactly where we're going to be again this Sunday. Not going to be any fans this time around, but 
that just kind of adds to what we're doing, Darren. We need to bring the experience to everyone who can tune in on Facebook Live. You go to San Diego Loyal's Facebook page, and we're going to be broadcasting live from there for 30 minutes before the match, and then we'll hand things over. We'll go to the broadcast. We have a national broadcast. We have a local broadcast on CW this weekend. And then uh, following the match, we'll be pitch side once again, likely with a guest. And who knows how long the post-match show will actually go. We, we call it 30 minutes, but I know for a fact we went a little bit longer than 30 last week following that victory. Well, that was a nice, happy recap. So, yes, we invite you all to join us. We would love for you to join us live. We are still sorting our way through this just like everybody else. But we figured out a way to interact with you guys on the post-game show last week on Facebook Live. Jordan did a, a masterful job of jockeying that and making sure that he was answering as many questions and reading as many comments as we possibly could. So we're going to do that again this week. Pre-game is going to be pretty structured. We'll set it up starting 11. Tune in. We'll give you some predictions, interact with you throughout the match. You get to vote on the man of the match. Jordan and I will give you our man of the match afterwards and then we will of course set up what is upcoming but this is a group b matchup so this is important now this is the first group b match for loyal taking on la galaxy if you're watching this or listening to this on a thursday uh, phoenix rising is playing orange county on thursday night pretty important in group b as well so we'll update the standings we'll get you set for some some loyal soccer coming up on sunday night from Torero stadium yeah, I see Loyal looking to continue their hot start. In a shortened season, a great start is even more critical. So Sounds like Nate is, Miller, by the way, thinks there might be some goals scored here upcoming this weekend. Put a little yeah, premium on improving the finishing, which we talked about against Monarchs. That's, that's another question I kind of wanted, wanted to bring up. Is this going to be a season where we're just going to have a collection of different scores, or do you think there's going to be a score or two that really emerge from the group? I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Love it. All right, Darren. We uh, we got to give our thanks to Three Punk Ales and to Sport Clips. Sport Clips allowing us to uh, look good for for Sunday night's broadcast, and Three Punk Ales allowing us just to feel good all the time. Absolutely. And when you feel good, you broadcast good. That's what it's when about. You broadcast good. I don't know what the next line of that would be, but uh, we'll have to save time for another podcast to let Jordan crow around a little bit about Christian Pulisic, who's just been fantastic for Chelsea Football Club. And now you're great know, in Champions League. You got to get over to those top four. Manchester City did nothing wrong. Finally, you know, they are allowed to, uh, to get out of the penalty box. <laughs> All right, I got to go. All right, and suck it. I know Real Madrid's going to win the title, but whatever. <laughs>